0: Welcome to a very special episode of the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. As we mentioned, we have a jammed week with a lot of different fun guests. And John, we have traditions and we have favorite guests on this show. And that collides today here with our special episode. How are you, bud?
1: I'm doing great, man. We got one of our favorite guests, as you alluded to. And I feel like now's the time to bring him on. Ken Anderson. How about that? Ken Anderson. Mr. Legend. Ken Ken Anderson. All right. How
2: are you, sir? <laughs> I'm I'm doing great. You know, an, another playoff year for the Bengals. Another home playoff game for the Bengals. Life is good.
0: Hey, are are you going to the game this this I uh,
2: this weekend? I, okay, I, I is going.
0: Uh, you is going. Okay, I like it. I like it. Well, we'll talk about that. Obviously, a big week for the Cincinnati Bengals because uh, the big the big wild card matchup on Sunday night. And, but also, it's a big week because it was the anniversary of the Freezer Bowl and what what other. Way could we start off a conversation with you, <laughs> sir? Then uh, reflections on that. Uh, it's been a long time since we have talked to you, so we'll we'll hear more about the updates on Ken Anderson Alliance and all the great things you're doing there. But uh, freezer bowl, just as as the years kind of pass, um, and 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 a special year where the Bengals make the playoffs. So just I don't know if you've got just some new reflections or new thoughts or anything that just kind of pops up uh, at the top of your mind this time of year because of that game.
2: Uh, yeah, anytime the temperature dips below 50, I'm reminded that I played in that game. Is I better have some gloves on as my fingertips <laughs> get cold and my body starts shaking. But, uh, no, it was, uh, you know, I, I think for all the guys that played that game, it's a source of pride for us that, you know, it, it is uh, the coldest day in NFL history with the wind chill factor considered at, at minus 59 and that we could go out and play and execute under those conditions, I think is, you know, makes us all pretty proud. Uh, You know, I always tell that my favorite story of that is that they brought the heated benches in and we have never had them before. And so we're there and, and we're sitting on them. You know, I'm sitting on them. It's the middle of the first quarter. They got little slots for your feet to go in. And I'm sitting on my hands. And luckily I have my helmet on because there's a loud roar in the crowd. I stand up to see if I'm going to go into the game, if there's a turnover, my feet don't come out and I go down. And the first thing that hits (laughs) is my face mask and I'm seeing stars and I'm calling for the trainer smelling salts. Uh, You know, my gosh, I can't get knocked out of the AFC championship game (laughs) falling off the dang bench. And uh, so, uh, you know, finish the game, but you know, when you think about it, uh, you know, back in, in, in January of 1982, there weren't all the TV cameras covering the game that there are now. There weren't cell phones, you know, like, like crazy. And uh so it wasn't caught on video. Thank God. They still be showing it today. But, uh, you know, you think in today's world, I may have had to go in NFL uh, concussion protocol and not finish the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, blue Every tent, th- right? Every time we hear about the freezer bowl we hear like a news story a new anecdote and it always surprised me smelling salts like like that had to be crazy <laughs> how's that for oh, a concussion oh, protocol
2: oh oh gosh oh, oh gosh thank god mark Pollins had some in his pocket
1: <laughs> <laughs> well leading up to that game you guys in 1981 went on a very similar run to i guess what this bengals team is going on this team has won now i guess eight games in the games that have been played and you guys went seven and one leading up to the freezer bowl against the charges because you started five and three you ended 12 and four very nice run to the end of, the, of that do you remember like during that stretch of games when you were consistently when you had the one loss to the to san francisco 49ers do you remember like when things started to click so consistently when you pulled off the stretch of wins
2: well you know i think it started with the month of november you know we had five games in november and you've got to win in november to set yourself up for a playoff run and and we played five teams, all playoff contenders, and we did not have a close game that month. So I, that's what I think, you know, we, we figured out we were we we're going to be a pretty good football team. And then the first game of December, the 49ers came to town. And I know uh, I injured my foot in, in that game. And I think I, I went out in the first quarter. I mean, we got beat in that game and, you know, managed uh, to finish the season. I think another satisfying thing is we clinched the division in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. And, that was still at the time that the road to the Super Bowl goes through Pittsburgh and for us to go in there and beat them, clinch the division title, and then finish up in uh, Atlanta the next week that gave us home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So that was, that was a nice run and you could see the, all the emotion growing in the city, you know, as that streak continued and and the excitement. And that's when the, the orange and black uh, face paint came out and the orange and black wigs. And, you know, you see the, the, the the stadium at Riverfront ringed with banners on the lower level. And, you know, there's great shots, uh, you know, from the AFC championship game, them whipping in the wind where you really couldn't read them. So, you know, just to see that the city come alive and and then to have our first home playoff game against Buffalo uh, and we won was a really a good playoff game. We we, we beat them 28 21 so it was really a, a well-played game by both. But, you know, the crowd came into effect. You know, they're going down trying to tie the game late, and uh, they took a delay a game because of the crowd noise. So we owe the crowd a a big assist on that one.
0: Talking with Ken Anderson, Bengals great, member of the inaugural class of the Ring of Honor at uh, now Paycor Stadium, not Paul Brown Stadium, but uh, happy to be chatting with him on the anniversary week of the Freezer Bowl, and of course, teeing off the Bengals' big clash against the Ravens on Sunday night. Uh, I've got uh, kind of a question I'll tack on to one I had here. Uh, So, I mean, you talked a little bit about, obviously, how cold the Freezer Bowl was and everything. Um, What was – I mean, I'm sure the players going into that week knew that a a cold front was going to come in and, you know, it was going to be extremely cold. Uh, You know, what was kind of the mindset in terms of preparation with knowing that is coming in the back of your mind? And then we've got kind of a tack-on question here from one of our listeners – uh, how much does Mr. Anderson think the weather hurt the Chargers from my Southern California area going in and playing in that kind of weather?
2: Um, well, you know, we, we went out and, and we always practiced at the, the stadium on Saturdays for a home game, and and we do more. We did with Forrest Greg. We did more on Saturdays than than most teams do on Fridays now, in fact, probably as much as they do on Thursdays. I mean, we, we although we weren't in pads, we were in helmets. And uh, you know we had seven on seven, we had team, we had one on one. I mean it was a a full speed practice, so we kind of got you know used to that a little bit. And then uh, I remember San Diego came out, they kind of walked out, and they 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 really didn't do anything, you know, that day. But uh, you know, I, I think you know as far as the question, do you think it affected San Diego? I'm sure it did and but you know you got to remember earlier in the year we went out to san diego and we beat Mm -hmm. them convincingly was it 41 17 Mm -hmm. something like that and had they won that game that afc championship game would have been in san diego so we certainly earned the right to play at riverfront stadium
1: so going forth a, a year later in 1982 you guys just went to the super bowl you have aspirations and hopes of going back And then the player strike happens, right? The the season gets shortened down to, I think, nine games. But still, in that season, you you ride a a lot of wins. I think once play started resuming back in November and December, obviously that's a huge variable that kind of gets in the way of everything. But do you remember going into that season and then handling the strike, like what the mindset was about getting back to the Super Bowl and sustaining that success? And can it kind of speak to what that process is like after having such a successful season the year before?
2: Well, you know, I, I think after going and, and losing in a, in a heartbreaking game uh, to uh, San Francisco, I think we all expected to go back again the next year. And, you know, the, the strike came in. But, you know, if you remember, I think we had the second best record in the league that year at 7-2. and two, And I, uh, I I think Oakland might have been, uh, at, at that time, 8-1. and one. And so we got a home playoff game. Uh, and, you know, the, the Jets came into town. And, and it was kind of, you know, just uh, – you know, a, a fluky game. And I remember one time, you know, I, I threw a touchdown pass. It was called back from holding. We overcame that penalty and I threw another touchdown pass in the same series. It was called back for holding. And uh, we overcame that in the same series and I threw an interception down on the five yard line. And, you know, that was a game that Freeman McNeil kind of ran crazy. He had about 200 yards rushing and threw a, a touchdown pass. And, you know, all of a sudden our, our season is over and, and you're just kind of numb to the whole deal. So it was a, uh, you know, you you never know what's going to happen and how hard it is to get, to get back. And uh, it certainly was for us.
0: Freeman McNeil, you got me getting nostalgic with names like that uh, being brought up, talking with Ken Anderson, Bengals legend. Always grateful for his time. And, of course, please go support the Ken Anderson Alliance. We're going to hear about that in just a couple of minutes. They're doing awesome, awesome work, and they are expanding in what they do. And uh, we can't wait to hear uh, from Mr. Anderson about all the new things that they are doing there. But please go support that great charity. Uh, Look, I mean, the talking point this week has been a a lot of, uh, you know, where the Ravens kind of pushing the the line a little bit with the physicality of their play. We've heard a lot of things and you have firsthand experienced a lot of things with the Pittsburgh Steelers and their style of play over the years. So you have an interesting perspective because obviously you had a hall of fame type career with the Cincinnati Bengals and you've also coached for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I, you've seen old AFC central. You've obviously watched a lot of the new AFC North new. that's a relative term, I guess, but you, you, you know, you've seen a lot of both. So I I would just love to get your perspective on, you know, when you played against the old Oilers, the Steelers, um, the Browns obviously. And then now you've got the talking points this week you have experience with the Steelers. I don't know. Is there, is there just kind of something in those cultures, the Baltimore, the Steelers that uh, maybe we should know about? Well, you know, and I, I think you go to back the... to
2: the Bengals, and you could probably think of some instances over the years yeah. that the Bengals yeah. had against those as well. And, yeah. But I, I think it just goes to show that maybe this is the most physical division in football when you talk about the participants and that's the style that they play. And so, uh, you know, you, you you just adjust to it, and you know what it's going to be like going into the game. Uh, you prepare yourselves for it, and uh, you know whether you want to, you know, say, well, you got to bring two chin straps to this one, or bring your lunch bucket. <laughs> it's going to be a long week. You know, those are the kind of things that the the coaches talk about. But uh, you know what what the game is going to be, and you you got to buckle up, and you got to go play, and you got to be physical.
1: So when it comes to game planning against a division rival in back to back weeks, there's obviously challenges that kind of come to that when it comes to preparation studying film, is it almost like things are more streamlined because you just played them, you have their tendencies kind of knocked down. Like what are the challenges that that come with that that maybe we don't know from the outside?
2: Well, I think it's a a little bit different because, you know, Lamar Jackson didn't play. They didn't play their tight end. They didn't play the running back Dobbins. uh, They didn't play uh, Zeitler, one of their offensive linemen. They held, you know, some starters out. So, you know, I, they're going to adjust their game plan a little bit. And they're going to show you some things that uh, that you hadn't prepared for. But by the same token, you know, listening to the Bengals, I think T Higgins was one that said, you know, we didn't show them everything either. So you, you go and it, it's the same thing as, you know, you got to go out and you, and you got to execute. And, you know, the, the design of the play has contingencies. And you got to make sure everybody's on the same play. And if they want to come with a blitz, the quarterback's got to read it, you know, throw it hot, adjust the protections. Uh, the receivers got to be crisp on their routes. You know, you got to hit the right holes running it. So, you know, it goes back to fundamental football. Uh, and usually the team that makes the fewest amount of mistakes will win.
0: Was this, I mean, I know there are a lot of different possibilities, especially with the uh, scary situation that happened against the Buffalo Bills and that kind of altering all kinds of playoff seating and whatnot. But in your estimation, were, were the Ravens kind of, the toughest possible draw in the opening round for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I I asked that because, um, I mean, obviously, you know, the the Chargers possibility was lingering out there and Herbert's a scary player and whatnot, and they're kind of getting hot as well. A couple of other possibilities. But I I asked this question because I always get weird, (laughs) for lack of better words, when a team has to play a division rival and play them a third time that's such just like a, a an enigmatic type of situation. So I, I guess from where you sit, do you find this to be one of the toughest possible draws for the Bengals? Or is it because the quarterback issues that the Ravens are having, maybe it makes it a favorable one?
2: I, who knows? You know, what? what's one statistic I think I, I've seen thrown around is that, you know, uh, when a team is, is facing a, a team for the third time uh, in, in the playoffs, uh, that the, 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 the team – you know, is 14 and nine, you know, against the, you know, in winning it. So it, it's, you know, you would think it maybe a little higher than that, but you know, it, it's, it's, you know, maybe it's a good thing that there is a familiarity with what you're doing, um, how they play, you know, their personnel a little bit better than maybe most of the teams that would have to, to come in and play. But, you know, again, I don't think it makes a whole lot of difference. It's just, you know, how you go about it, how you're prepared mentally Uh, And one of the things I I think our coaching staff does a great job of having this team ready to play. Uh, We have a bunch of smart players. And I think when you talk to, you know, the defensive coordinator, you know, Luana Rumo, that, you know, he can do a lot of things because the players can handle it. So they've they've got a lot in their playbook and the the coaches adjust well. And so, uh, you know, here we go. Let's strap them up Sunday night. Let's go play.
1: So we had, you mentioned the coaching staff and the job that they've done. We had a question from Mark Graves. He's asking, how does Zach Taylor compare to Forrest Gregg? And I want to take that just a step further because this team finished 12-4 and four, despite all the adversities, whether you talk about the play calling issues in the beginning of the year, the injuries that they've had to go through. And now they're at 12-4, and four, and I think the end of the season kind of was a little bit more of a low-key. Like, yeah, they're here. They're, they've won 12 games. They tied the franchise record that you guys did uh, back in 1981. Is, is this... Like describe the job that Zach Taylor has done this year, despite everything that they've had to overcome. And I guess describe him in his growth as a coach.
2: Well, you know, you, you said compare the two there. There is no comparison, you know, with uh, Forrest, Gregg, the, the third practice we have was the old nutcracker drill, the Oklahoma drill in training camp. And, and we hit in practice, uh, you know, our Fridays during the regular season were in, in full pads. It was a, a scrimmage because it was short yards and goal line. And that's the way that it was. And uh, so it was, uh, it was very physical. But, you know, uh, in, in today's football, you know, I think Dak, Zach did a tremendous job this year. You know, they, they played the longest season in NFL history and the way he kind of backed off on the, the, uh, the off-season workouts and that kind of stuff. And, you know, teams now go a little bit easier in training camp and, you know, guy, guys don't play. And, you know, when the Bengals started off 0-2, he goes, what the heck is he thinking? These guys aren't ready to play but you're getting ready, ready for a 17-game season. And, uh, you know, sure enough, uh, they came out and, uh, and turned things around, as was expected, and he's got a lot of confidence in his players. And, you know, when he first got here, he talked about the culture he wanted to create in the locker room, and when you don't win for the first couple of years, oh, what's he talking about there? And, but all of a sudden now, when he's got the guys in the locker room that he wants, he's got a lot of leaders. They're, they're looking for guys that were team captains uh, and that really love football. And, and this team, you know, understands the process that you have to go through to be successful. And they're willing to pay the price to do it. When you hear Zach talking about, you know, I don't mind giving them a, a victory Monday because, you know, as uh, was it, Jesse Bates says, you know, I got there on a victory Monday at 930. And, you know, 95 percent of the team was already there you know, getting a lift in, getting treatment, getting started on the next week. Uh, These guys uh, are are good football players. They're smart football players. They're dedicated football players. And, you know, so you can go ahead and, and do things to give them a little bit of a break physically so that they're going to be strong going into the playoffs, which I think the Bengals are.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast,
0: lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. Talking with Ken Anderson, going to spend a few more minutes with him as we talk about his great career, the Freezer Bowl, and of course the Bengals upcoming matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. We've got kind of a question here. Uh, I love this because it's a bridge question from your team uh, that you got to the Super Bowl, as well as this one this year from Mark Graves talking about – you know how co- cohesion and you know where that was. Do you see similarities with the 1981 Bengals team, like the one this year? Um, I, I you know I don't know how much time you spent necessarily with this group of guys. Obviously, it's a different situation with you. You had built up quite the the resume and quite the career at the point when you took the Bengals to the Super Bowl, as opposed to Burrow being so. Early in his career, but uh, I don't know any any similarities that you see here in terms of team cohesion, team chemistry, that sort of thing between your great squad and this year's team that is looking to go back to the Super Bowl.
2: Oh no, no question. And I think any time that you're you're successful, that you have a, a great group of guys, you know, that like each other. And you know, we had the advantage of you know longer training camps because there was you know was no off season programs because we all got jobs in the offseason, We weren't making that amount of money. And, and so our, our off season was training camp, but yet, Mm. you know, so I remember we used to be in Wilmington, you know, sometimes nine weeks uh, before we broke, but you know, that's when, you know, you're, you're kind of there. It's just the guys. And I remember, you know, they had a little bar about uh, two blocks from campus and, you know, we didn't really have a great weight program back then. And so when practice ended, you know, you'd have 50 guys go grab a beer. And then after a, we never filmed a practice until Forrest Greg got there, but he had a little time at night and we go out the bowling alley. So, so guys hung around together and, and, and now, you know, th- these guys, th- they spend more time during the season with their teammates than they do their families. And, uh, you know, like I say, it's they've got great leaders that are accountable. And I, I think we had the same thing. Um, you know, so, and they got weapons. We had the same thing they Had a stout defense. We had the same thing. So, you know, I, I think just, uh, a lot of similars, and I think you go to the 1988 team, and I think you'd see the same thing, that uh, a very cohesive locker room is, is what makes a successful football team.
1: All right, Ken, um, you're going to be down the game Sunday night. Your name is on the Ring of Honor. You're one of the greatest players in franchise history. I think we have an idea of where you're going to go with this game, but just <laughs> final thoughts on this matchup and maybe the Bengals playoff run uh, going forward if they get past this game.
2: Well, you know, I, I expect them to play very well. I expect them to, to win. You know, I think even, you know, Joe said last week he did not have his best game. He missed some throws that he always makes. He said, I won't miss those again. Um, you know, I, I think they, you know, without having Dobbins, they still ran the football a little bit better than I thought they could against us. And I think our defense will handle that. You know, the, they didn't have uh, Lamar, but they threw the ball for 286 yards. I, I think we'll make adjustments there. So I, I expect us to, to play a, a real good game and to handle this one. And gosh, uh, you know, the, the news today is DeMar Hamlin uh, got released from the hospital in Buffalo. Yeah. Yes, and, sir. Uh, you know, there, there's a scenario that uh, if we win this one, we go to Buffalo and play. Wouldn't that be <clears throat> an amazing scenario? So, no, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, right now it's, you know, we're as good as any team in the National Football League. And uh, so that I see, you know, if we play our game and, you know, we got a couple injuries on the right side of the offensive line, but we've got veteran guys that are filling in there. So it's, it's not like we've got, you know, a, a, a street free agent we signed in the offseason that's got to go in and play. And he's only played two games in the, the National Football League. Him Sharping has played 33 games in his career. That's why we signed him at the cutdown day. So we've got quality backups with experience as well, guys that they've got confidence in. So if we go out and play our game and You know, everybody has an off day. And as long as we don't have an off day and we execute and we don't make mistakes, uh, I don't see why we can't uh, get to where we want to go again this year.
0: Can't make mistakes against the Baltimore Ravens in that defense. That is for sure. Well, Mr. Anderson, we always appreciate your time. And every time you come on here, we love to highlight your great charity, the Ken Anderson Anderson Alliance. We try and and raise a lot of funds and do a lot of, uh, you know, things to help out that great cause. If you wouldn't mind, maybe tell us, give us a little refresher of what you all do and uh, maybe some new things you have in the works or ha- that have been developed uh, of recent, uh, of recently uh, with, with the great charity that you got going here.
2: Well, you know, we say we're trying to create live, work, and engage opportunities for adults with developmental disabilities. Um, you know, in our work program that we've got a coffee shop or just grew out at our corporate headquarters mm-hmm. on Plainfield Road in, in, uh, in Silverton. And we just opened another one in Harrison. And the first quarter of this year, we plan to open up one by Children's Hospital. So we're, we're training people to work in this atmosphere to get them real jobs with real wages. Uh, we also have our O2 Urban Farms out on the west side where we grow lettuce indoors. And uh, a variety of lettuces that we sell, you know. Uh, to different restaurants around town they're available if you go to o2 urban farms you'll find out where they're located uh, in in western on the west side of town you can buy them at several of the locations uh, you can buy them you know at our plainfield coffee shop as well but again training people for the workforce uh, we're uh we have uh, an adult daycare program where we're servicing about 100 adults a week, a lot of it focused around music and to go back there and, and to see the joy in their eyes when they're they're making music and learning songs. Uh, we also have over 20 engaged programs a month where we go out in groups into the community, whether it's you know to a Cyclones game, uh, whether it's to dinner, whether it's to putt-putt, whether it's to a movie, whether it's volunteering at another nonprofit. Again, getting them out into the community with their friends. And, of course, our, our, our big thing that we've got going is we have 22 acres we've purchased in Springfield uh, Springfield Township, and uh, we're going to build a community there. The Commons is Springfield. And uh, so it's all been designed. It's all laid out. Some site prep work is, is being done. But, uh, you know, sometime later on this year, we'll start our capital campaign so we get shovels in the ground to build this community.
0: Well, Mr. Anderson, I, I know this uh, this idea for this charity has come because of some people you are close to that have uh, developmental disabilities. And it's awesome that you are uh, you know, taking this thing and growing it and making it such a, a high impact organization. I have people that I'm close to that have developmental disabilities. So this has a special place in my heart. And, uh, you know, we, you are, as we mentioned, you are absolutely one of our favorites on the show. We, we hate that we keep hounding you, but we love having you on. Our fans love having you on.
2: Well, and I mean, uh, we just is, really
0: this, appreciate the time.
2: This is tradition. You know, we got to keep it going is. with this. They've taken us to the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, let's, let's follow this, this up. You know, we got to have a long ride here together.
0: That's right. Ever since you've you've been making appearances on this show, the Bengals have been winning playoff games. They've been making playoff runs, consecutive division championships. So we like to think this is this is the synergy that's causing a lot of this
1: good.
2: It's no, believe it. me, it's it's no coincidence. <laughs> so we'll just keep this thing going. I appreciate it. We'll stock we'll up on
1: Keystone next time. We'll stock up.
2: Well, not that I'm ever. With oh! Them, right? <laughs> oh. Oh man. man. Well, the other thing that you have to look for in Cincinnati is Kenny's Day Drinking Lager. That's right. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. Tell us a little uh, yeah, bit about which, uh,
2: it. It's brewed by sixteen lots. I mean, we're in about you know forty or fifty Kroger stores around town. It's the party source in Northern Kentucky. It's on tap at a lot of establishments, uh, and part of the, the proceeds from the, the sale of that uh, goes to the Ken Anderson Alliance. So, if you find a place uh, that may serve that, and you're there, I, I you know check with your tax people. But I think it may be tax deductible if you drink it because part of the money goes to charity. Go. So, but you know, okay. check with your, I always say, you know, check with your tax advisor on that, but you know, that's my take on it anyway.
0: Well, when I had the pleasure of meeting you at Bengal Jim's tailgate last year, week one, last year, they were serving that. And I can tell you firsthand that that stuff was good, good, good. And I wish they had that out here in Southern California. I've tried to get it shipped to me, but I, I can't. So I'll have to make my way to Cincinnati and get more. But it's good stuff. I love it. Yeah,
2: well, no, There's no question about it. And uh, and like I said, get your book back in town then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Anderson. Appreciate your time. I know we went a little long, but uh, not, not
2: take apart. care. For you guys, I'm always here for you.
0: All right. appreciate it. Go get yourself a refill on that Keystone though.
2: You, you got, you know, when you're 73 and retired, you can have one for lunch.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm jealous. <laughs> I love it. Uh, take care and have fun this weekend.
2: All right. Thanks guys.
0: All right. Appreciate it. Uh, that is Ken Anderson. Amazing. Love that guy. Um, and yeah, you see Justin, uh, Crawley here says it sounded like that that can was a little empty there. I am jealous. I wish I, I it's it's 10 for me. So, I, I, I. you know, unless I'm in Vegas or something, I, it's it's too uh, a little too early for me. But God, I love that guy.
1: Why was I surprised? What, what, uh, why I, was I surprised that he pulled it out?
0: <laughs> I, I, om- I almost said, you know, usually I <laughs> I almost said, you know, Ken, we always talk to you around happy hour. And I'm sorry that it's earlier than usual and it's lunchtime and whatnot. But I love that he's doing power hour at lunch i love it love it love it but yeah go support the ken anderson alliance here's the deal guys and gals uh we are we've got swag and i don't know if john uh knows too much about this but we've got some swag we've already got some stuff queued up that we're sending out to some of the trivia uh winners from uh, a while ago taking way too long to get that out to you i apologize however we've got autograph memorabilia there is a store as well on ken anderson's uh, ken anderson alliance there you can find some, some Ken Anderson swag there, but we have some as well. We've got autograph memorabilia from Bengals players that we are going to give away. What you need to do is you need to send proof of a donation to the Ken Anderson Alliance or you need to give us a super chat in our YouTube in which we will forward to the Ken Anderson Alliance from this episode. We'll maybe go throughout the week here. And after we're hopefully calling a Bengals win, we'll announce some winners on some of this stuff. So we have some usual suspects that are always generous, but if you can, please leave a donation to the Can Anderson Alliance. They are in need of assistance. You can also get yourself, if you want to make your donation into your own swag, you can go do that with their store. Or if you want, to win some cool stuff from us. Ken Anderson. Other autographed Bengals memorabilia. We will let you do that. You got to submit proof to us. Whether it's at our Twitter account. At Bengals OBI. Um, email us. The OBI Insider at gmail.com. Also give us a follow too. If you can. Subscribe. All that. Do that, all that kind of stuff. And we'll enter you in a raffle. To win some great prizes. Here in the next uh, week. Week and a half or so. But uh, appreciate it. Please, please, please. Go uh, support the Ken Anderson Alliance. Man, he is just I love that guy. He's just the most down-to-earth, cool guy.
1: And that's what makes it easy to support what he's got going on. Like, sometimes you don't know the people running this stuff, but, I mean, this is Ken Anderson. He's he's a legend. So definitely help him out now that he needs it.
0: And he, you know, he kind of... Uh, made some availability a little bit last minute for us today. So we appreciate that uh, big time. And John, I appreciate you. I know we, we kind of put this together pretty quickly here, but uh, I think it was well, well worth it. We love having him on and we don't like hounding him and, and asking for so much time, but we love, we, we selfishly, we love bringing him on and, and talking some football with us. And if you're out there for the game this weekend, you got to keep an eye out there for him. He'll probably be uh, hanging out in, in some of the, the local establishments maybe the t- the tailgates all that kind of stuff got to say what's up to Mr. Anderson.
1: Absolutely, guys.
0: Uh, well, John, appreciate you. Appreciate the time from mr ken anderson go support the ken anderson alliance win some swag from us autograph memorabilia and whatnot you gotta submit proof of a donation we've got some cool stuff for you i'm not going to give it away quite yet but i'm telling you there's some cool stuff that we've got for you uh if you submit um but you gotta if you want to enter the raffle to win this kind of stuff you gotta submit a donation submit proof and also please follow and subscribe to our stuff we appreciate it and uh the at gmail.com or at Bengals OBI, submit some proof there. Here we go. We got someone right now. All right. All right. Uh, entered in a nice little donation right there. We're not, we're not capping it in minimums or maximums. Just, just do what you can and, and help them out. We appreciate it. But John, thanks for your time, man. I know we've got a lot going on this week. We've got our big show tomorrow. We're trying to get a special guest on that one as well, working on that. And then Friday we've got two big special guests. Um, I guess we're going to do two different live shows. I I don't know. We're working with other people's schedules and we're just trying to hammer you with content. Mike Golick, formerly of ESPN and decades, decades, a iconic voice, an iconic voice in the sports world. We're we're talking, set to talk with him. And then of course, former Ravens tight end and believe in Ravens host, Daniel Wilcox. Looking forward to that. Uh, John, have you, have you and the, uh, the elite hosts of Daddy O and Hoji, have you spoken with? with daniel wilcox yet
1: i believe we've spoken with daniel wilcox like on this show so that that that's my exposure with him okay okay
0: yes so we're looking forward to that we're gonna bring you that maybe some more special guests as well also if you had not had the opportunity go check out jim's bengal show last night he had andrew whitworth on the program and that'll be available soon on the uh, podcast channel, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Cincy Jungle Podcast channel. Our YouTube channel can be subscribed to below beneath John and that SB Nation logo, so go check that out. We appreciate it, John, again, uh, publicly. I appreciate you, man. I know we had to work some things to get you on and, and be on here, but I appreciate you making it work, my friend.
1: We're going back to back to back to back to, I don't know how many shows we got. I know. We're going to
0: give them all I, to you. I feel, I feel bad, dude. I I don't want to keep uh, asking so much time from you, but the content
1: never stops boys. Let's do this. It doesn't,
0: it doesn't, it doesn't. All right. Take care everybody. And we will be back with a lot more this week. Uh, thanks again to Ken Anderson.